0: Yes, sir. It's that time again. Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred. Email us if you agree, disagree, or just would like to say hi. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. We're taping this at about 4 o'clock Pacific time on Thursday in about an hour at the Kale Center in Tucson, Arizona. UCLA against Arizona. Last week they met. Bruins win easily. It's not going to be as easy this time around. We're not 100% sure if Zhang is going to play or not. We will find out. But the key issue for me, of course, since it is an ESPN game, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. in the East. Now, Bill Walton, of course, played for UCLA, a three-time All-American, great player. And his son, uh, Luke, of course, played for Arizona. So the odds are pretty good he's going to be doing color, which means Fred is going to have to turn the sound down. All right, are you going to turn the sound down? Or are you can to listen to Walton.
1: Well, you know, for me, I always turn the sound down because I really enjoy watching college basketball. And to be honest with you, the squeakiness of the tennis shoes as I've gotten older on television, <laughs> you know, they start it starts bothering my ears a little bit. So I can't blame it all on Bill Walton in this situation. Now last but, week uh, went- I'm really looking forward to this game only because I mean, these two teams are starting to separate themselves in the Pac 12. And, uh, you know, looking at it, UCLA 18 to 1 to win it all now. Arizona comes in at 25 to 1. And, you know, if you look at the odds, Gonzaga is the prohibitive favorite to win the NCAA title if we have one. And uh, I was just amazed to see that Auburn and Baylor and Duke are all in there at 10 to 1. Um, the most surprising thing, though, in Basketball, in my opinion, is that the Brooklyn Nets are still two and a half to one to win the NBA title with a record of twenty nine and twenty two. I don't get that. Do you get that, Fred?
0: Well, again, Irving can play uh, on the road. He can't play at home. Uh, Durant's going to be back. I think that's the presumption, and uh, that's going to make a the difference. They're
1: saying everybody's going to be healthy, huh? Is well,
0: that what again, they're
1: actually saying in Vegas?
0: Like the Lakers are always healthy. You know,
1: we we had a bet. Well, you we had, know, we talked about that two weeks ago. It might not even been last week about what were the odds, the over and under, whether El, you know LeBron and or Davis would get hurt. And LeBron has missed the last four games with a bad knee. Yeah,
0: you know, we had um, a four over and under and then a five over and under. I forgot which I had you had, but yeah. the point is they they lasted two games.
1: I'll tell you, it's rough times in Ridgebot. Hey, how would you like to be rolling over to, to Beijing right now to compete in the Winter Olympics?
0: I wouldn't, and I would tell my kid if uh, he was uh, asking me, uh, uh, say no, because it's uh, yeah. too dangerous. Isolation, it's just... Uh, and what happens if
1: you actually do say something or, or, or you know, you've got your phone and, and you, you make a comment or something? I mean, you know, you can never know if they'll ever find you again
0: apparently they cut off the english broadcast of cnn uh to some of the uh american uh athletes uh oh, so they in, were in big zucker
1: fans huh
0: or or something like that yeah so zucker's a sucker apparently and uh apparently uh, he uh, had a, a relationship with a a, a person in uh, under him and he never let anybody know and other people have been fired for less I think, that, I think that
1: was young Cuomo uh, getting back at everybody in CNN for the way they handled him.
0: All right, so last week UCLA was a uh, the seventh-rated uh, team, and Arizona was the third. <laughs> Some of the uh, uh, ratings this week, UCLA is three and Arizona is seven. Who do you like?
1: I think Arizona's going to be, you know, depending on whether a Juzang is available or not, but I would have to say at McHale Center, you know, the crazies there. I think Arizona has something to prove tonight. Um, I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game. It's going to depend on whether UCLA can hit free throws at the end of the game, in my, my opinion.
0: You know, one thought I had, though, without the, with the injuries the last couple of weeks now, again, it was Stanford and Cal, and they're not great teams, but uh, they were forced to use other players, Kyman uh, as an example. So they're pretty deep at this point in time, because and that is going to
1: help them as they go on through the season. I think the more situations where you get those eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh guys in the game, you know, as you go along and the season gets longer and the guys start to you know get a little tired, you know, I think that injection, and, and I think that's one good thing that the uh, the brewing coach has done this year is uh, he's actually gotten some players off the bench. They've gotten a lot of help from uh, one kid that's rebounding. Big article in the L.A. Times about him today. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be fun. Um, It's going up against a real big uh, college football game, the East-West Shrine game.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, no, that's a game I used to watch, and I stopped about 40 years ago, but uh, life will go on, I presume. Um, I actually
1: got to play in it about 40 years ago.
0: (laughs) A lot of fun, wasn't it? Um, oh, it was
1: fantastic because you know what? You got to visit the children's hospitals and you got to see these kids. And if that doesn't make an impact on you as a human being who was pretty fortunate enough to be an athlete and, and have some success, you know, it's it, it does it does give you an indelible look at what, what life could be, you know, and it, it makes you kind of understand that you're pretty lucky in a lot of ways.
0: Uh, Talking to Art Source, former kicker for the Trojans and for the Rams, your Rams, of course, not this week, but next week against Cincinnati. Rams up to a four and a half point favor. They opened at four, but my question is, would you pay five hundred dollars for parking?
1: No, and you know what? Even if you sat in the nosebleed sessions in SoFi Stadium, they're getting upwards of ten, eleven, twelve thousand really <laughs> good seats from the forty to the fifty are going for forty grand. Plus, there's a premium on being able to buy them. I mean, is this just become the billionaire boys club of the National Football League? Yeah. And when are they going to compel these owners to get real about being straight up? I mean, this Brian Flores thing is just getting off the hizzle. I mean, from what I'm reading, Elway and the crew from Denver rolls into, you know, Newport, Rhode Island to have a meeting with them. They're an hour late. They're hammered. Still from the night before. I mean, come on. What's going on with
0: Stephen Ross, Fred? Folks, if uh, you missed uh, the situations that have occurred over the last couple of weeks, apparently uh, Stephen Ross, allegedly Stephen Ross, uh, said uh, we'd like to blow some games in uh, 2019 so basically we can get a higher draft pick. And uh, apparently he was paying $100,000 per loss uh, for that circumstance. Now, if the bottom line is... uh, uh... Can you
1: imagine if a player did that, Fred, or a coach? I mean, seriously, there'd be such a backlash with the gambling going on in the NFL and the sponsorships. I mean, but yet the owners, because they have this incredible lack of transparency, and I call them the billionaire boys club, they seem to get away with this kind of stuff. And and I mean, nobody's ever pressed anybody. and You know, the commissioner, in, in essence, Roger Goodell, works. For them. So he really has his hands
0: tied. I mean, it's ridiculous. Folks, uh, you have any comments about a coach uh, who is told to lose if you can prove it? And again, we talked about this last week on HBO. You've got uh, a situation where uh, I don't think Bruce Arians will be back uh, in Tampa. And of course, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Brady made it official he's not playing this year, but who knows if he comes back in a year or so. But, anyways, uh, Uh, Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown, it's a mess. And if Antonio Brown has proof that uh, they offered him uh, uh, mental aid and uh, proof that they knew he was hurt, I think Arians is out. Yeah, what is is the
1: Toradol stuff? That's that's some pretty dangerous stuff from what I recall. I mean, you know, if they know you've taken a Toradol shot and, and that Toradol wears off, you know, which it can do because, I mean, you know how hyped up you get in a football game. The adrenaline's flowing, the blood's pumping. You know, by the middle of the second quarter, you might, you know, you you, you might be out of juice or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a real fiasco. And I agree with you. I think Bruce Arians is pretty much done there. Um, what's really interesting to me, Fred, is uh, NBC has, has totally sold out all their advertising for the Super Bowl. Uh, they've changed the full schedule. They have two weeks between the games. Um, the teams are not going to come to L.A. and have the traditional, you know, this Monday media day. It's all going to be done, you know, on location through Zoom after their, their training camps. So it's, it's really put, you know, a lot of a damp, damper on the festivities in Los Angeles. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how things move forward. How did they
0: build a stadium and not add more parking places is my question. Was somebody, I mean, look, at I loved Hollywood Park. I was a horse junkie. Then I find out. uh, Plenty
1: of parking at old Hollywood Park though, remember?
0: Yeah, of course. And that was what I was going to say. I loved horse racing. Then I found out how. The owners treated some of the horses, so I got turned yeah. off. But still, Hollywood Park was something special for a lot of us growing up. a lot of parking places. But SoFi has very few, which helps the people around the area in Inglewood. Again, to charge 250 or 500 for parking. And uh, I, I, I'm sorry. It, it, it's almost beyond belief. And what it's saying is the average person has no shot whatsoever. The first Super Bowl... The most expensive ticket was 12 bucks. Now, where I well, lived in My Culver- dad took
1: me to that Super Bowl. Lombardi against Hagstrom, the Packers against the the Chiefs. I think we might have spent, all, all told, maybe 50 bucks to go to the first world championship game. It was called then.
0: thirty five ten, I do believe. But anyways, um, yeah. we we lived in Culver City, and I had put up a high-gain antenna with my uncle years before. So I could <laughs> I could pick up the San Diego station. So we had about 25 people uh, when I was a little kid uh, for that Super Bowl. And again, the, so it didn't cost anything at our house, and it cost 12 bucks the most expensive ticket at the Coliseum. I recall,
1: Fred, that the Coliseum was not even full for no, that game. No, it wasn't. Yeah, and,
0: and, of course, it was blacked out uh, in, in Los Angeles, and luckily we could get the uh, San and Diego And It
1: was also televised by CBS and NBC.
0: Yeah, both of them. I've got channel eight and channel ten from San Diego, KFMB, and uh, forgot what channel ten in San Diego was called then. But anyway, the point was the CBS and NBC affiliates. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, this is sports media. Tom Brady, does he do TV? Does he not do TV? How much over twenty five? Well, I'm hearing
1: they're they're loading up the you know the Brinks truck to to drop off some money at his right at his feet to do the TV deal, and and now. You know, the latest rumor I heard, based on the Sports Journal, is that he might be in the, in the uh, running for, for working without Michaels at Amazon right now. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if he wants to do that. I mean, that's, that does take a lot of work and still, you know, entails a lot of travel. And, you know, I would say maybe a couple of years from now, he would probably be something he'd think about. But, I mean, if he really did retire to spend more time with his family, I would, I would think you wouldn't want to get right into broadcasting that quickly.
0: You know, but, I grew, uh, when I was growing up, and I think when you were growing up, you probably liked the Brady Bunch. So his okay. wife's an actress, so why don't we uh, uh, do a new version of the Brady Bunch? And, uh, I'll tell you uh, one
1: thing. I watched that ESPN Plus show about Tom Brady, Huh. and it is well done, Fred. I mean, it is absolutely a fabulously produced. Um, television show, much like, you know, much like the the HBO shows that they've done on the NFL. I mean, I, I just, it gives them a great perspective. It, it shows you a side of Tom Brady that you never see before. And, uh, you know, it, it, I was real impressed by how well they did with that. And uh, I'm not a big, huge fan of ESPN overall, but they did a great job with the Tom Brady deal. All
0: right. And finally, since you're talking about that, I happen to catch the, uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw uh, show on HBO, and I'm going to say the same thing you just said. Exceptionally well done. I found things about Terry I had no idea, and uh, I didn't know he could sing that well. I mean, actually, you know, yeah, he
1: actually had a show in Vegas. Yeah, for quite a while there, and, and I think that's what kind of, you know, he was he was doing so much stuff, and I've had people that went to the show, and they were really amazed at it's just what a, a great performer he was. And uh, I thought it was rather unique that, uh, that he had these kind of talents. And who would have thunk it after all these years, you know?
0: You know, what he did say at the end was he just, uh, in his life, he just wishes he had the same respect as a Johnny Unitas or a Joe Montana or a Tom Brady had as quarterbacks.
1: Well, I don't know you? about that, Fred. He's, he's on Fox. He's had a great career as a broadcaster. I mean, you know, the guy, the guy's has had a pretty great life. I, I don't know if I'd be too much complaining. I mean, they looked at his net worth the other day, and I think he's worth fifty million dollars.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, he's got a great family, got great girls who are always embarrassed. I guess they're always embarrassed by what dad has to say. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, how, how how lucky can a guy be?
0: All right. Final comment uh, from former Ram kicker and Trojan kicker Art Source on today's version. I of want to Harvard interview Sports Jimbo Biz.
1: Fisher and find out how much money the alumni at Texas A&M really have. <laughs> 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 I, I, mean, I, I mean, who is sliced bread?
0: I will uh, answer it by saying this: the UCLA Bruins give. Chip Kelly, a four-year extension. So that's five years. And apparently the last two years, they are now $62.5 million in the red. And if you add the year before, I think they were 100 and something million dollars in the red. What were they thinking? What were they thinking?
1: I don't know. Martin Jarman came from Syracuse. Um, you know, that that's a real perplexing situation. And then... They're not even allowed, you know, what if they had, of all the the basketball games in Poly Pavilion this year, what if they had two games where they've had a a full crowd in in, in attendance?
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too. The cameras, they don't show upstairs because they're empty. And they don't want to show that. So they just show the first level, and, you know, two out of three seats are full or one out of two seats are full. But I think your point very well taken uh, nobody's showing up. Why should anybody show up? you're putting yourself on the slot on the spot Well the big
1: art, the big article today in, uh, in a couple of the national newspapers was all about USC and the fact that they were the 65th ranked team in the uh, in the recent uh, you know college football signing day and yeah. uh, yet they, they picked up 13 guys in the portal. They won that one. you know there's 1,200 kids running around in that, that transfer portal. And SC got 13 of them, including Caleb Williams, the potential All-American quarterback from Oklahoma. So Lincoln Riley, you know, if he gets the alumni at USC to start spending money like Jimbo Fisher's got up at Texas A&M, um, wow, maybe maybe this is a, 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 a whole new USC revolution.
0: So they added 13, and UCLA had 14 in the transfer portal out.
1: There you go. How does that work?
0: <laughs> it doesn't work hey, where well for would me.
1: You'd rather go to school, honestly, Fred—Westwood or South Central LA?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a tough sell, say It must be because fourteen kids are leaving. Gee, you think it possibly that they don't like Chip Kelly? I don't know about you, you that.
1: That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good reason.
0: Art, uh, we and will thing talk about
1: the University of Oregon. He had them on the cusp of a national title just what seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And they bring in an assistant coach who's untried to the University of Oregon rather than go back with a guy like Chip Kelly. So I guess Mr. Knight didn't like him that much either.
0: And I cannot blame Dan Guerrero for all of this, but just some of this. Um, all right. We'll talk to you tomorrow across America and around the world on Sports Overnight America.
1: Have a great evening, friend.
0: Uh, Mario, thank you very much. Scott, thank you very much. Uh, Dom, thank you very much. Uh, whole World, thank you very much. Uh, Art, thank you very much. And even though Mark didn't do it, uh, Mark, thank you very much. And uh, stay tuned uh, for more Believe Sports Business, Sports Media heard around the world on Pod Clips. Bye, everybody.